Hello everybody, welcome back to Straight Outta Cloyne 2.0 with me, your host, of course, Joseph Dylan Turl, with a Wednesday episode. And yes, my voice did just crack there. Been a long time since I've done a Wednesday episode. Obviously, I did speak recently about wanting to do more Monday episodes as well as the weekly Friday episodes. Still have not missed an episode since we started the relaunch of Straight Outta Cloyne. The original Straight Outta Cloyne obviously ended back in March, I think it was, March or April. And we had the revamp uh, since May. And every week we've had at least one episode on a Friday. And we have had bonus episodes throughout the weeks as well, which is really, really cool that we've been able to do that. And this is one of two episodes this week, I'm delighted to say that uh, we have a guest on Friday, Tony Cunningham, musician. So we will be talking a bit about music, we'll be talking a bit about wrestling, so I'll probably put up something on Instagram um, during the week asking for wrestling and music questions because that's just the way it's it's going to go. Um, I, at the time of recording, haven't done that interview yet, so uh, I will probably put it up as soon as I'm finished recording here. And yeah, that's an exciting episode to look forward to for Friday. But speaking of people asking questions, I have recently gone onto the NGL, the Not Gonna Lie app, where people can ask anonymous questions, and normally you post them on Instagram, and I did post a few of them, but you know what, I said fuck it, let's let's make a podcast episode out of it. I think I was supposed to do this like, six months ago, or five months ago, or something like that, and I just forgot. Um, sometimes I do forget to look at the questions, but this time... I haven't forgot, so without further ado, let's get into it. And yes, I'm aware some of these I did answer on Instagram, but fuck it. Let's just see. Let's just see what other ones I can answer as well. The first one just says, what are you wearing? Why? Why would you ask that? You have a chance to ask an anonymous question. You can literally ask anything and nobody can find out who it is. Even though there's a button here that says, who sent this? Oh, pro members. I am in my fucking hole paying nine euro a week to find out who's asking me anonymous questions on NGL. But right now I'm wearing a pair of shorts and my Bray Wyatt muscle top because I just finished my first DDP yoga workout in God knows how long. And holy shit, I got my ass kicked, to put it mildly. I got my ass absolutely fucking handed to me, but I feel fucking amazing afterwards. And... There's something I need to talk about here. I'm not going to mention names, but I saw a tweet the other day uh, in relation to the Fitbits that were being handed out, um, or I think like everyone in the audience got one, on the Late Late Toy Show uh, that were being promoted towards kids in order for kids to get more active. And somebody said, that's a bad message to send because some people have eating disorders and some kids have eating disorders. Now, what I'm going to say to that is, if anybody out there has an eating disorder, and I've met a couple of people who do, I wish you nothing but the best in your recovery from that disorder. I know it's... I was going to say I know it's not an easy thing. I'll never know as much as these people do because they're the ones experiencing it. And I would never, ever put someone down for having an eating disorder. It's it's a horrible thing to have. And Godspeed to you in, in the recovery process. But to say that you can't encourage kids to get active because of people having eating disorders is a very, very silly statement. And I know the person who tweeted that. I knew them for a very long time. And let me tell you this. 
that person worked and probably still works in the psychiatric care industry. And they would not know what confidentiality means if it smacked them right across the face. So maybe that person would want to spend less time being a hypocrite and more time realising that whilst, yes, there are a lot of people out there who do struggle with eating disorders and they deserve all the support that they can get in order to combat that disorder, that doesn't mean that you can not encourage kids to get fit. So get the fuck over yourself and stop trying to look for a bit of clout. You know, taking something like an eating disorder to get clout from it is a bit of a shitty move, if I'm being honest. Like, don't get me wrong. I've obviously spoke about having BPD quite a lot on here. And there were some episodes of Joe Tarle Rising where I talked about it. And I had to take those episodes down. Because I was so ashamed of how somber I was. And how I was just wallowing in self-pity. And like, it's not just that, you know... I'm not sitting here saying that you can't speak openly about these things. Or open up about your experiences. And say that, oh look, this is what I went through. And, you know, I'm going to share this for other people to hear. That's fine. But to... Say you need to stop promoting this because of this is ridiculous. But the point I'm making there is that with the BPD is I can talk about my experience on here and not try and make it a pity party for myself where I just get a bit of clout. So yeah, to that person, you can go fuck yourself because you know damn fucking well you kept nothing to yourself. Absolutely nothing to yourself when it came to people opening up to you about issues. So don't fucking go on there talking about mental health issues as if you're some sort of fucking martyr. So that's what I gotta say about that. Sorry for getting a bit negative there and a bit angry, but it had to be said. Uh, How I got to there from the question, what are you wearing, I will never know, but, well, I mean, technically I will know because I've just said it so I can go back and listen to it on the recording. But anyways, that's my answer to that. Did I answer what I was wearing? Yeah, I did. I'm I'm wearing my gym gear. The next question says, you're very bad. Guys, I'm very bad. I'm very bad. I'm very bad at names, guys. Isn't that right, Shot? Dylan, sorry. Oh my god, lads, I'm very bad at names. Oh, I, I, I'm just, I've never been good with names. Do you know what I mean? Do you know what I mean? Trust yourself. Trust yourself. There is going to be so many confused people listening to that, but the ones who get it are the real ones. That's all I'm going to say. Question three. Whoa, this was all caps and it gave me a fright. Top three MMA and pro wrestling goats, go! Okay, top three MMA goats. On Instagram, I believe I said GSP, uh, Amanda Nunes, and Michael Bisping. GSP because he is the most naturally gifted mixed martial artist I've ever seen who spread such a positive message, and he never failed any PED tests. Amanda Nunes because... In an era that seemed like it was going to be dominated by Ronda Rousey, she completely took over. And I think in terms of female mixed martial artists, and don't get me wrong, there are some fucking epic ones, but Amanda Nunes took it to a whole new level. And I think she deserves a lot of respect for bouncing back against Juliana Pena, who's another awesome fighter. Um, because that loss could have put Nunes on a very, very bad path and a bit of a career downfall, like we've seen with so many people in the UFC, male and female. But she bounced back so well, and like that rematch, she looked so impressive. And and, and that just, for me, the, the bounce back ability, which is a word I heard uh, again for the first time in ages the other day, for me, that just goes to show how like amazing she is, that she didn't let that last performance get into her head. You know, we saw the downfall of Ronda. We've seen the downfall. Like, 
I say downfall, but Holly Holm, you know, had a couple of bad losses and didn't react to them greatly. So that's why I would say that Amanda Nunes is up there um, as, as well. And then Michael Bisping, because the man won a fucking world championship with one eye. And he beat Anderson Silva with one eye. Like, I'm not just saying it because he's my favourite. I genuinely do think Michael Bisping's story is stuff of fairy tale. So that's that's what I'll say about the MMA goats. The pro wrestling goats. The Undertaker. Stone Cold Steve Austin. And I would say John Cena. Undertaker. Can't even speak English. Undertaker. Because that man had a gimmick which any other performer would not have been able to make last for a year, let alone 30 years. And the way he was able to alter it as the years went on, you know, as, as he entered so many different eras, whether it was the cartoon era, the attitude era, the ruthless aggression era, the, the PG era, the, the uh, you know, the modern era now with, you know, um, fucking, you know, I, I don't even know what to call the modern era, the kind of, the HD era, I suppose, if you want. Uh, the streaming era, the WWE Network era, that's what I'm going to call it. He was always able to modify that character and make it suit the time he was in. And I don't think many other people would have been able to do that. Steve Austin's there because he's the biggest draw of all time, even including Hulk Hogan. And, like, Austin is such an important... Like, Hogan, like, it was between Austin and Hogan. Hogan is a very important figure, don't get me wrong. And without Hulk Hogan, wrestling wouldn't be where it is right now. But... Austin, just because I suppose I got to experience him a bit more, and because he was able to, in wrestling's most popular ever period, bring in those numbers, and for me, in a lot of ways, he was the difference between winning and losing when it came to WWF versus WCW in the Monday Night Wars. Austin was was a, was a big uh, reason why WWF won. So, yeah, that's why I'd pick Austin. And John Cena, because you think of the guys who've been on top. Hulk Hogan. Stone Cold Steve Austin, The Rock, Roman Reigns right now. None of them, none of them have been able to do it for as long as John Cena. John Cena was the top guy in WWE full-time for the best part of 15 years. That is insane. Like, Austin was the top guy from, like, 97 to 2002 slash 2003, Hogan in the 80s and a little bit of the early 90s. But Cena, from the years of like 2005, really up until about 2019, 2020, was the top guy. And when he comes back now, whenever he does come back, he gets one of, if not the biggest reaction. And not only that, he's become a megastar, just like The Rock, outside of WWE now with with movies and and going into Hollywood. And look at what he's done for the Make-A-Wish Foundation. That alone makes him the GOAT. So, for me, those would be the top three. And, like, it, it, like a lot of people would put Shawn Michaels in there, Kurt Angle, uh, Hogan, as I said, The Rock, Ric Flair. And there's an argument for all of them. But I think the argument I've given for the three I've given, I, I would stand by it for, for that. So, those are my top three MMA and pro wrestling GOATs. Brock Lesnar is someone who deserves to be up there. He's the honourable mention for both. For both MMA and pro wrestling. So... Yeah, that's what I gotta say about that as I try and remember what question I was on. It's question four, I believe. Yes. Who's winning the World Cup? I sarcastically responded, Ireland in this. And someone had to say to me, Ireland aren't in the World Cup, mate. To which I responded, shut the fuck up, mate. Take a joke, mate. But who is winning the World Cup? 
Lads, I'll be honest with you. I'm not really watching much of the World Cup, believe it or not. I've still yet to sit down and watch a full 90 minutes. Uh, a lot of the time I'm at work while the games are on, so I don't get to see them. And I just don't like the fact that it's in winter. Like, you know, the Qatar World Cup is a controversial World Cup as it is, without the whole winter aspect of it. But obviously there's issues with the LGBT thing and, and uh, you know, other, you know, issues, the human rights issues. And listen, I'm not saying these things aren't issues. The human rights issues and, and the work, working conditions were terrible. We saw that in the documentaries that Gary Neville did. And I think a couple of other people did documentaries on it as well. But all I'm going to say is this. Would people care if the World Cup wasn't on there? That's all I'll say about that. The LGBT issues, I'll happily say this as a bisexual man myself. You can't expect every culture to just alter everything for Western cultures. Simple as that. And some people might not like to hear that, but that's the way it is. I'm not saying whether it's right or wrong. I'm just saying that, you know, you're not going to have every culture cater for other cultures. So that's the way it is. But who do I think is going to win the World Cup? Uh, I think Brazil. Uh, I would love to see Brazil win it. Obviously, I would love to see Portugal win it because um, my favourite United player, Bruno Fernandes, plays for Portugal. Diogo Dallo also plays for Portugal. And even though he left United on very bad terms, Cristiano Ronaldo plays for Portugal and he is my all-time favourite player. So I would love to see Portugal win it, but I think Brazil will win it. But I'd be happy because Casemiro, Fred and Anthony all play for Brazil and they obviously are Manchester United players. So as long as a United player comes back with a winner's medal, I'll be happy. Um, so yeah. Next question. Has anyone ever told you that you look like James McAvoy? No. No, this is the first time ever in my nearly 25 years that anybody has ever said that to me. No, that's the first time in my lifetime and probably the last time anybody will ever tell me that I look like Scottish actor James McAvoy. But in all seriousness, though, I have been asked before if the reason I got into acting was because I looked like James McAvoy. No, actually. No, it's not. But... If he ever needed someone to play a younger version of him in a movie, I'm just saying, James, I've got a qualification in acting. I'm a, I'm a trainee actor. Let's 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 do it. Let's go. What are we waiting for? But yeah, um, I get that. All, no, in all seriousness, I do get that all the time that I look like James McAvoy. And he's a good-looking boy, so I'll take it. I'll, I'll happily take that compliment. Uh, and it's funny because we're both Celtic. He's Scottish. I'm Irish. It makes sense. So, yeah, I never get tired of hearing that I look like James McAvoy. Up next, someone said, I don't like your podcast. Well, I don't like you, you anonymous piece of shit. But I actually do know the person who sent this to me because they text me afterwards. In case I was worried that someone actually didn't like my podcast, which I appreciated. But I was like, oh, man, you got to ruin the illusion. But uh, I'm sure there are some people out there, especially in recent times, who used to like this podcast, who are no longer fans of it. But you know what? That's life. That's life. It's funny, because I was looking at the analytics, actually, lately of the podcast, and I try not to look at them too much, just because sometimes that can bring you down. If certain episodes don't do as well as others, it can bring you down. Like, the only serious negative reaction I've received so far was the time I tried changing the name from Straight Outta Cloin to Turl Talks. Um, that was probably the one time people were very unhappy. And at the time, I was like, oh, really? But I think it's time for a change. I think it feels right. And I'm man enough to admit I was wrong. I was wrong. It was a very 
uh, rushed decision. It was a decision that I made based off of emotion. I didn't think it through. And that was one time the numbers did suffer. And, and a couple of people messaged me. And to be fair, it was constructive and I took it on board. Uh, that this, the name straight out of Klein just, just had a ring to it. Tarl Talks, nah. It just it just didn't have that same click. And and again, as I say, I'm I'm completely uh, okay with that. I think it was the right decision to to change back. But look, sometimes it's good to try things, even if they don't work, because at least you know, okay, we already tried that. It didn't connect. We we don't need to do that again. That that you know, it's 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 a good thing. You know, I look at that as a good thing. So yeah, I I always appreciate the feedback and uh, straight out of Klein is definitely going to be the name of this podcast for ever probably at this stage. Up next, do you think you could beat Brock Lesnar in an arm wrestling match? I could beat Brock Lesnar in a pro wrestling match. I could beat Brock Lesnar in an amateur wrestling match. I could beat Brock Lesnar in an MMA fight. I could beat Brock Lesnar at anything I fucking want to beat Brock Lesnar at because, Brock, you're a pussy. Like, you know, I'm obviously, like, twice your size. I'm way more athletic. I've just got every everything going for me, and you don't. It's not like you're an NCAA heavyweight champion. It's not like you are a former UFC heavyweight champion and you won that title in your fourth ever MMA fight. It's not like you are one of the most gifted athletes the WWE has ever seen. I'll fight you, Brock. Let's fucking go, you little pussy. It's something I would say if I was actually any of those things but no I am not I am 5 foot 5 145 pound Joseph Dylan Turl so no I don't think in an arm wrestling match or any form of athletic competition that I would be able to compete with the beast incarnate Brock Lesnar simple as that moving on god it's so hard to remember which question I was on that's not the one come on here we go favourite show right now is the next question. Okay, for someone who loves acting, and for someone who is very passionate about the performance arts, I don't watch a lot of TV shows. I don't watch a lot of movies. The last TV show I got properly into, I was going to say, actually, okay, it was actually probably Love Hate, but I don't really count that because that was more kind of because everyone else is watching it and I didn't know what it was, so I just checked out... I just checked it out to see what it was like. I watched the last season of it and a little bit of the couple of the seasons beforehand. But the last series I got really into was Hannibal, which came out in 2013. And I'm really glad that was a series I got into because I absolutely just fell in love with how Mads Mikkelsen performs. He is such a beautiful actor, Mads Mikkelsen. Um, obviously, he was in James Bond before. He's in the, the Carlsberg ads. He just... Because Hannibal Lecter is such an interesting character to play as it is. And obviously Anthony Hopkins did a great job. But Mads Mikkelsen did such a great job of playing... Of, of making the character his own. And, you know, with how sophisticated he was and how conniving he was. And just... It, it was absolutely incredible how he portrayed that character. Um, That was the last series I got into. It was only three seasons, and the third season was fucking weird. But I was only reading about it recently, because I didn't realise that there was actually supposed to be more seasons. But it got cancelled because of low viewership on NBC. 
which was really disappointing because I thought it was a great series and they maybe could have done two or three more seasons, but unfortunately, it wasn't to be. But that was the last series I really got into. I don't watch anything now. I've never seen much of Game of Thrones. I tried watching Breaking Bad and it just didn't click with me. I think the more people ask me to watch something or tell me that I need to see something, the less likely I am to check it out because I feel like this has been built up so much now that it's just not going to live up to the hype. There's so many things like that in life where things get built up to fuck and it just doesn't connect. It just doesn't connect. So that's... uh. Yeah, that's, that's my answer for that. I don't really have a favourite show right now because I'm not watching. I suppose WWE Smackdown is my favourite show right now. Oh, up next, what's your favourite song? I cannot sit here and say I have one favourite song and I'm not even going to give you a list of songs. I, I would just be here too long. And no, Porig, don't worry, I'm not about to start playing Rick Astley, never going to give you up. Or am I? No, I'm not. I can't be arsed. Can't be arsed editing it in today. Uh, but it's funny because uh, Spotify rapped is coming up soon, and last year, I knew what my top, not not, not, not just what my most listened to song was going to be, I knew what my top five songs were going to be, and I was right. I, I'll tell you what they were. They were Fascination by Alphabet, because I fucking love that song, it's so catchy and it always puts me in a good mood, uh, Song 2 by Blur, Ward Up by Korn, uh, Broken Record by The Bouncing Souls, and Enter Sandman by Metallica. I knew they were going to be the top five. And number six, I believe, was Blame by Korn, as far as I remember. So this year, I actually don't know what my most listened to song is going to be. I have a couple of songs in mind that might be it, but I can't sit here and guarantee what my most listened to song is going to be. So I think it makes it more exciting. I can tell you who my fucking number one artist is going to be. That's going to be WWE, because they've been my top artist for the last, like, four years. So that's pretty much a guarantee at this stage. But it was funny, because Spotify did put up something earlier. It was like, um, if you were to have a festival of, of these uh, artists you listen to most, these would be the ones that would come up. Um, so you could do it from, like, the last month, the last six months, or all time. And I did all time. So if we were to have the Joseph Dylan Turlfest on November the 28th, which would be the Monday, the headline, or the, all the acts would be WWE, Korn, AEW, The Deftones, Epic Rap Battles of History, System of a Down, Paramore, 30 Seconds to Mars, Drowning Pool, Baby Metal, Young Guns, and Kid Rock. On the Tuesday, it would be Fozzie, Bring Me the Horizon, Blink-182, Limp Bizkit, Linkin Park, The Coronas, Alphabet, uh, The Foo Fighters, The Prodigy, Angels and Airwaves, Lonely the Brave, and Rick Astley. And the last... Oh my god, I've lost it. Uh, the last day would be Wade McNeil, Metallica, Slipknot, Disturbed, Oasis, A Day to Remember, Stitched Up Heart, The Clash, Living Colour, and Kill Switch Engage. Those are some epic bands. Those are some fucking epic bands, and I'm quite happy with that. Quite happy with that. That would be an epic festival, even with WWE and AEW in it, which are not even artists. They're pro wrestling companies that I uh, love listening to. Uh, they've got great soundtracks. Let's just say that. They've got great soundtracks. Uh, up next, who's your worst enemy? Ooh. Ho ho. I wasn't expecting that. I don't remember getting this one. I don't have many enemies these days. 
and I don't really want to mention the ones that I have because they're not worth my time. Oh, I hate this. I hate this. This one annoys me. This one annoys me. No offense to the person who's sent me this, but this is a tease. This is what this is. The next one just says, I miss you. Well, tell me who you are. This is an open invitation for you right now, and I'm not. I'm never going to tell you, tell anyone publicly who it is. I'm not going to come onto the podcast and say, oh, it was this person. Message me privately, and depending on who you are, we might be able to have a conversation. So yeah, don't be a, don't be a tease like that. Don't be a tease as I nearly bring up my whole dinner. Uh, up next, opinion on birds. Birds are annoying sometimes. I mean, I love robins. I love budgies. I love, um, I love eagles. And ravens, the cool birds. But, like, I hate when crows get too close. Pigeons can piss me off. And I'm struggling to think of another of another type of bird. But some birds are alright. Some are irritating pieces of shit. Oh, no, I've just backed out of the questions. Oh, crap, where was I? Oh, God. Dylan, as you can tell, is not in the mood to edit right now. So he's going to... Keep talking and hope he can find where he was in the questions. Uh, I think this is it. Yes, here we go. Uh, oh, backed out of it. Here we go. When was the last time you wet the bed? These are some weird fucking questions. I think some of these are automatically generated. I don't think people actually asked these questions. Or at least I hope they didn't. Because that's a weird thing to want to know about someone. Probably when I was like four. And even four I think might be a little bit old for that to happen. Anyways, moving on. Can we be besties? Again, reach out to me. Tell me who you are, and we'll see. I can't say yes, definitely, because this could be some fucking pedophile for all I know. So, no comment. Let's let's just say that. Um, up next is why do these take so long to load? Spill the tea on your first kiss. Ooh, ooh, that's a good one. Oh, it's not a happy memory, to be honest. Um, It's nothing dark or anything like that. It's just... I was like 13, I think. Yeah, I was 13 because I was in first year. And it was with a girl named Jasmine. And I do remember her last name, but I'm not going to obviously say it because... You know, things... Things like that should not be openly disclosed. But what I will say is that... It was... It was disgusting. It was disgusting looking back when, obviously, you know, I'm an adult now and I don't want to think back to when I was 13. But yeah, that was that was it. It was not. It was at a gay disco. Remember those? For anyone who lives locally around here, I don't know if they do them in other counties in Ireland, but in Cork, we always had these gay discos. Gay, obviously, mean GA. Um, the gay halls would host these teenage discos, and I used to go to them begrudgingly. I, I didn't really like them, but they were just something to do, and. It was like you could brag about how many BRs you shifted, as as the kids would say. Um, but that was where, yeah, that, that, that was where it, it happened. And it wasn't the most, yeah, it wasn't great. It wasn't great. Let's just say there's been better kisses since then. The next question should be interesting. Who are your best friends in pro wrestling? I assume they mean in the Irish wrestling scene. So, uh, here we go. This could be interesting, and I hope I don't upset anybody here. I'm lucky enough that despite, you know, not being there full-time anymore, um, 
I do still have a lot of great friends amongst the Irish wrestling scene. Matt Schuyler definitely is someone who comes to mind. Me and him have been uh, really good friends since we, since we first met back in 2020. Dino Power is another one. I love Dino to bits. He's always been really good to me, as has Matt Schuyler. Those two guys have really been great to me. Um, Mr. Charlie, a.k.a. Hayden, um, another great guy who uh, I remember... I don't want to get like too like emotional or anything on here, but I remember like when I went into that NXP show, uh, when I arrived at that NXP show, my first show back refereeing in, God, how many months at that stage? I think nine months it was at that stage. Hayden greeted me with just a big fucking hug, and that really meant a lot to me because like I, I lads everyone knows i love wrestling of course i do and i'm so unbelievably blessed and privileged to have you know been on wrestling shows and you know refereed some great matches with some great wrestlers but sometimes people in that industry are in a bubble and when people leave that bubble some certain people can look down on you and i'm not going to name names but there are some people who I would have got on with really, really well when I was training all the time and when I was uh, first made referee, who now, if we were on the same show, wouldn't even say hi to me. And they know who they are. That's all I'll say there. And I think the last episode was me going on a bit of a rant about it. And I think maybe I, I was hurt about it for a while, just because I think I said on that show, like, I didn't leave the wrestling world and sit down in my hole, scratching it, doing fuck all. I left wrestling whilst I was in the middle of an acting course, performing on theatre shows, learning a craft that I'm very passionate about and that I feel like I'm pretty good at, with some very talented people with all different backgrounds, and I wouldn't trade it, trade it for the world. And if these people are going to hold that against me, I don't care how good of a wrestler you are, you can go fuck yourself. Because I did something that a lot of those people couldn't do. And I don't regret any part of it. And I think a lot of these people need to realise, as much as I did want to come back to the wrestling scene in Ireland, I was asked to come back. And that's not to say that if I wasn't asked, I wouldn't have come back. I was the one who initially who reached out and said, I- I'm thinking of coming back. And then eventually I was asked to come back for that NXP show. And obviously, another great friend of mine, Billy Bedlam. And he's not just a friend. He's someone who I would say has been, I don't know if I would say a mentor, because I don't know if that's the right word. But Billy Bedlam is someone who's been very good to me in terms of the opportunities he's given me. And the reason I don't say mentor is just because I, I think of people like him more as, as a really good friend. And I would rather someone be a really good friend than be a mentor. Because I think men, that, that word mentor, people can be kind of... Uh, I don't know. It, uh, that can come across a little bit condescending when people call certain people their mentors. I prefer saying Bedlam's been someone who's been really good to me and he's been a great friend to me and he's he's believed in me when he had reasons not to believe in me. That's what I would say there. Um, so he's another great friend, of course. Um, MJ Chef is another great friend of mine. Me and him have, have just got... We, we we just... Like, I only met him for the first time back at that NXP show. And we just hit it off straight away, me and him. We, we, we have a, we've got a really good uh, friendship, me and him. And uh, despite the fact he's a Liverpool fan, I do think he's a, he's a really good guy. And uh, I'm really glad to have met him. 
Um, Anita Vaughan, obviously, a fellow East Cork uh, person who I am uh, I'm really proud to see her and go on to achieve what, what she's got on to achieve. Uh, I, I get on really well with Owen Richards, Andy Steele, all the savers of destiny. Like that, They're all great people, despite what you see in the ring when they're being these vicious heels. Uh, they, they, they've been really good to me, all those guys. Um, Butch Armstrong has been really good to me. Uh, Sam the Sham. I've got a lot of great friends. Uh, Sky, I got to mention Sky up up in Northern Ireland as well. I was lucky enough to spend some time with her in in uh, Cardiff back uh, during Clash at the Castle, so that was really cool. And me and her have always had a good relationship. Uh, anytime we've spoke online, and the time we met in person, she was super cool, and that was really great. So yeah, like I mean, I th- I think like it's for me it's easier to mention the people who I do get on with, and not the people who I don't necessarily. It's not that there's anyone I don't get on with. It's just that there are certain people who I don't talk to as much as I used to. Like it's it's just like it's it's wrestling is this really weird thing when it comes to like be it can be very clicky at times. And I think certain people and it's like anything, like listen, you get this in acting, you'd get this in all forms of sport and entertainment. It's very ego driven. And there's a lot of people in it with, with a lot with a lot of egos. Um, and and the bigger you get as a name, the bigger the ego gets, and like that's just the way it is. Excuse me, while I take a sip of water. But I'm always proud to be a part of the scene. I'm always happy to referee matches, whether I'm overly friendly with these people or not. But I think that like there's this weird mentality in wrestling, and I think I already spoke about this before, where like of course you. Respect is something that you do have to earn, but sometimes in wrestling, I don't know where people are expecting that respect to be earned. You know what I mean? Um, as I say, like there, I always like to thank people after I referee their matches and stuff, and I like to kind of you know shake their hand and say well done and whatnot. There are certain people who, unfortunately. I just don't do it because I'm like, well, this person didn't say hi to me when they arrived. Like, they didn't shake my hand. They didn't say anything to me. And I'm like, it's common courtesy. That's all I'll say there. Um, but yeah, I, I've got some great friends in, in the wrestling business. And, and, and not just people who are actual wrestlers or promoters or commentators or whatnot. Or, you know, ring announcers. Because Tom Philpott's another guy I should mention. And Corey Wall, of course. Corey, probably my longest friend in wrestling. Um, back from my first ever training session many, many moons ago. Um, like there's people who are, you know, related to wrestlers or partners of wrestlers who I, I get on really well with. I, I, I have a lot of love for a lot of people in wrestling. That's all I can say. And I think the last episode was me letting out some steam. And I think it's just because like, lads, I, I've trained in amateur wrestling. I've trained in jujitsu. I've trained in Muay Thai kickboxing. And I'm not claiming to be an, you know, an amazing athlete in any of those disciplines. But what I will say is that sometimes those things can be a lot more welcoming in terms of, you know, it's turning up and trying your best is enough sometimes for those people. In wrestling, sometimes you don't know what's enough in pro wrestling. But I still love it. I love being a fan of it. I love refereeing it. And that's the way it is. So, yeah, I'm I'm going on a lot of emotional rants here where I'm just, I'm just letting it all out. I'm peeling, peeling back the curtain, brother. On a lighter note, the next question is, what's the most embarrassing thing that's ever happened to you? Well, I've made an ass of myself a lot 
over the years, and my god, there has been some very embarrassing moments. I think one that stands out, and this one, I felt like some dumbass after this. I really did. And there was so many things about this that were not just embarrassing, but they just physically didn't seem to make much sense. So, the year was 2018, and Dylan was a much different person then to what he is now. He was very emotionally unstable, and he he let his... His heart make decisions over his head sometimes. Let's just say that. And my social life was quite vibrant during this period. I was someone who went out pretty much three times a week and got sloshed every night. Didn't know the meaning of saving money. Did not know the meaning of it. Every time I was out, the wages were spent on alcohol. And there was this girl that I was head over heels for she at that stage of my life was the most beautiful girl I'd ever seen ever and to this day she's someone who I would still say is one of the most gorgeous human beings that I've ever laid my eyes on and I'm already getting embarrassed telling this story I bought her a glass of wine trying to be all macho and friendly and whatnot and I I I think I I I overestimated how strong the wine glass was gonna be when I put it down. So put down the bottle put down the wine glass and the glass smashed everywhere right in front of this girl. Now if I didn't feel like enough of a prat I was like, fuck, my hand is bleeding. But somehow, the hand that smashed the glass was fine. The other hand was covered in a crimson mask. Work that one out. That was probably my most embarrassing moment that I'm comfortable enough to talk about on here. There's obviously the other infamous story, but I don't think this was embarrassing for me. I think this was more embarrassing for my granddad. I think I have told this, I've actually definitely told this story on here before. So, me and my cousin Adam uh, were we're playing hide-and-seek, right? And we live out in the countryside, so hide-and-seek could get quite competitive because we wanted to find the most interesting and unique places to hide to make it challenging for the person who was seeking you. And... I chose a very ununique place, which was the bathroom. More specifically, the bath in the bathroom. And I was lying down in the bath, thinking, Adam's never going to find me. This is a great idea. Can't believe I didn't think of this before. But I didn't tell anybody that I was going to be hiding in there. Nobody in the house knew. Because I didn't want to give it away, and I was afraid they might tell Adam where I am and ruin the game. So my granddad, without knowing that I was in the bath, hiding, came into the bathroom to take a number two. And he didn't see me for a few minutes. And when he did, the man went white. Not red, white. 
And it is such a funny memory. I felt awkward, but I think it was way more embarrassing for my granddad than it was for me. Imagine going into the bathroom to take a shit and not realizing there's someone hiding in the bath and they're, they're after seeing you take a shit. That would be quite embarrassing. So, yeah, those are two very funny stories there. One, a very happy and funny memory, which is the latter, and the former is a memory that haunts me to this day. So, yeah, that's probably my most embarrassing moment slash moments. And that, I think, is a good place to wrap it up for this special Wednesday edition of Straight Outta Cline 2.0. As I said, by the time this podcast goes up, um, on my Instagram story, there is probably a uh, box available where you can leave questions for Mr. Tony Cunningham, who will be coming on the show this Friday. He is a musician uh, from right here in Ireland, who is also a huge wrestling fan, and we've been planning on doing this for months, and we're finally getting around to it now. So if you have any music questions whatsoever, particularly if you're into music that was featured on Scuzz TV when that was a thing. Man, I miss Scuzz, and I can't wait to talk to Tony a little bit about Scuzz. But any music questions, any wrestling questions, or any questions in general that we might be able to have a bit of a discussion about, please uh, feel free to... Go over to my Instagram, at jdillantarl. There'll be a link in the description of this episode and in the uh, podcast bio as well on Spotify or wherever you get your podcasts, wherever you listen to Straight Outta Cline on a weekly basis. Speaking of which, I did say earlier that I looked at the analytics and, lads, I cannot thank you enough for the amount of episodes that have done really well recently and not just here in Ireland where I know I have a very loyal fan base but I'm seeing I'm seeing places like Baltimore I'm seeing places like Belgium I'm seeing places like um Poland I even saw at one stage I've seen Canada Mexico I've seen Australia like there are a number of people from all over the world listening to this podcast Literally coming, no pun intended, straight out of Cline. That's mental to me. And I really, really do appreciate every single one of you who do listen. And sometimes I feel like I can't come on here, especially in recent times, and I just rant and rave and I get kind of angry. And it can be kind of funny, but sometimes I'm like, Dylan, this is this is entertainment. You need to tone it down a bit. But genuinely, like, this podcast is such a huge motivating factor every week for me. And I love getting content out there and I love um, the conversations that we can have on here. And I I do want to get more guests on here. Obviously, we had Alex on a couple of times before. Tony's going to be coming on here this Friday. You know, it it is something I, I want to do more often. And I just need to start reaching out to more people. And of course, please let me know who you'd like to hear on this episode. Like, realistically, don't be asking me to get fucking, you know, uh, Ryan Reynolds on here. Because, like, that's not happening. But if you want me to get some local Irish quotation mark celebrities on here, absolutely, 100% will do. I would love to get some people from the wrestling scene on here as well. Uh, But I I, want to do people from all different walks of life. I think that could be quite interesting. And that's why I'm really excited about talking to Tony, who is uh, obviously a big wrestling fan, but obviously a musician as well, who, from what I've seen, likes a lot of the same music that I like. So that could be quite interesting. But anyways, that will wrap it up for now. Uh, go 
as I say, over to my Instagram, ask a few questions, and we'll answer them this Friday. And also, please uh, subscribe to the YouTube channel. I completely forgot what I was going to say there. Subscribe to my YouTube channel. Uh, That intro that I played at the start of every episode before, that got a little bit outdated, so I will update that intro again soon. But uh, more content coming up on there soon. And until this Friday, when we talk to Tony Cunningham, enjoy this classic wrestling promo as I start burping and getting very gassy right at the end of the episode. I'm very unprofessional, I do apologise. But enjoy this classic wrestling promo, and I look forward to talking to you and to Tony this Friday, right here on Straight Outta Cloyne 2.0. And also, sorry for this very long outro, I'm also going to be on Juice FM tomorrow at 2 o'clock. So if you want to listen to that, go over to the Juice FM app and at 2 o'clock I'll be on there talking to Dara O'Sullivan my former acting for stage and screen course colleague so check that out too but for now enjoy the wrestling promo talk to you all Thursday and Friday I'll tell you what, I'm giving the people of Michigan and the official set the Silver Dome a lot of credit. We can do along with, uh, with President Tunney. Well, well, I think we should Gentlemen, gentlemen, please. We are here for the most auspicious signing for any heavyweight title match in history, as you all know. Let me introduce, just for the record, some of the dignitaries who are with us at this time for this historic event. First of all, Bobby the Brain Heenan, representing the challenger, the eighth wonder of the world from Grenoble, France, Andre the Giant. To my right, the heavyweight champion of the world from Venice Beach, California, Hulk Hogan. And to my immediate left, the distinguished president of the World Wrestling Federation, Mr. Jack Tunney. Thank Mr. You Tunney, Thank get you. on with the proceedings. Would you please sign on the dotted line, Mr. Rusimov? Whoa, whoa, whoa. Slow down here, Mr. Tunney, Mr. President. A few things I want to go over with you first. Fine. When we had a discussion about this championship belt, yes. I want a new championship belt. That's a great... This one was made and designed for this human being, and I use that term very, very loosely. I want one made that will fit a man, fit a giant of a man, somebody that can represent the world of professional wrestling, not like this man. And another thing, I just want you to get one thing straight, Hogan. Fifteen years this man's gone undefeated. The three years you've been world champion, you've talked behind his back, you've laughed at him, you never once gave this man an opportunity. Now he's got that opportunity. Sign it if you're gonna sign it! Sign under his name, Mr. Hogan. I'll sign a lot of things, sign a lot of contracts. I never thought it would come to this. Thought it was you, man. But it's both of you. You're both sick. You're both sick. If you wanted a title shot, all you had to do was ask me. I'd have gave you anything, man. Andre, you were bigger than the world title to me. Yeah, I'll sign it. I'm gonna get your attention too in WrestleMania. When you tore my shirt off, man, when you tore the cross, you tore the heart and soul out of all the little hogsters, man. Not just me. We're gonna get your attention, man. Yeah, we're gonna get your attention. Now you sign that contract. 
You think I tell you everything you know in professional wrestling? Well, I don't. And believe me, WrestleMania 3 will be your last lesson. Et ça m'a fait vraiment plaisir de faire trois mois. Speak to me in English when you talk to me. As far as I'm concerned, it's not signed in ink. It's signed in blood. If you want me to speak in English, I will speak in the ring in WrestleMania. Au revoir.